Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Being Human is Weird. Thank you so much for being here. This is Abby and Carrie, your happy little health coaches. Um, (laughs) We are touching in on some goals that we had set on the previous episode and hopefully walking through a little mini health coaching session based on both of our experiences, which we have yet to talk about. Um, So that you can get an idea of questions you can ask yourself or what a health coaching session might be if you ever care to work with a health coach. So Abby, jumping right in, we are two and a half weeks into this new year, new us bullshit. Um, How are you feeling? Are you a whole different person? Are you completely perfect in every way? Sis, when I tell you that we are almost three weeks in and I haven't changed jack shit, I am not lying. <laughs> I have gotten, I don't want to call it worse because this is about kindness and you know, all that kind of stuff, but I have gotten worse. <laughs> worse in what way? What do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking that. I don't mean worse as a person or anything like that, but I had these goals that I've kind of mentioned. I wanted to drink more water and I, last week we talked about getting off social media waking up early and magically becoming a morning person and getting back to a routine now that I'm home and I've been home for a little while. And I am the opposite of honored to proclaim to the audience that I haven't done any of those things yet. And this morning I woke up and I thought, all right, I have 15 minutes before I meet with Carrie. I better go on Instagram for eight of those so that I can then text her asking for a time extension because I'm going to be late. (laughs) Time well spent, I think. Yes. (laughs) On the thing I said I was going to do less of. So yeah, things are going great. How are things going for you? You know, uh, I'm sorry that you're struggling and I'm happy that you're struggling because I'm not alone. (laughs) No, I think... We had energy around very specific goals last week, but when it came time to execute those goals, for me, the energy fizzled out and it sounds like it was very similar to you. And that happens. I think sometimes we can set these big goals and we're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then you get to the doing part and you're like, maybe not. Would you like to focus today, Abby, on the water goal or the phone social media goal? I think that those two things for me right now, they almost seem overwhelming. And I think I'd like to direct it more toward lifestyle and almost giving myself a kick in the ass instead of continuing to wake up two hours later than I want to every morning and doing whatever I want and saying, oh, it's okay. You're going through a hard time because I'm a month in. So I think it's time to uh, take the self-care in a different direction, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because sometimes what we learn from setting goals and attempting to complete them um, is that they're not the right goals for us at this time. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I have lofty goals that are just not worth focusing on at this month or juncture in my life. That doesn't mean that I'm letting go of that aspiration forever. It means that's not where my focus needs to be right now. You said focus on lifestyle and self-kindness. Earlier, Abby, you and I were talking about the line between self-compassion and getting yourself to buckle down and do whatever it is, Um, that kind of tough love, but essentially holding yourself accountable, I think Mm -hmm. is what it is. 
And while I will always advocate to choose kindness, we also need to recognize that self-compassion and self-kindness includes getting yourself to focus on something that you care about. So with all of that in mind, how are you feeling throughout your days right now? What aspect of those lifestyle changes are you looking for? Are you looking for specific outcomes? I am. I want to feel better physically and emotionally. Do you feel like the change you're looking for is a behavior change or a mindset change? Mindset. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's how can I wake up and be excited to do something that is exciting to me instead of just laying in bed until I have four minutes to get to where I need to go, which is typically four steps away. But, you know, I'm rushing through washing my face. I'm I'm rushing through everything. This morning I was in such a hurry that I spilled a boiling hot cup of tea on my arm, which made me even more late. You know, I'm just like in this constant go, 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 go. And I just don't need to be. Right now, it sounds like you're procrastinating, procrastinating, procrastinating up until the point that then you feel overwhelmed and pressured to get it done right now, get everything done all at once. So what is the mindset shift there? I feel stressed and anxious, and I would like to be feeling calm and peaceful and at ease. I think what needs to shift is the expectation that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and do all 25 of these things. And remind me, do you sleep with your phone in the same room? I do. I didn't. Yes, I do. I was going to give you an excuse. I never used to. But I do. Yeah. Honestly, I always have as well. And just this past week, I didn't. I left it charging out in the living room at night and then I went to bed. And that's what they all, they, that's what everybody on the internet recommends. (laughs) Um, And I got to say, I didn't notice a huge difference. But what you're talking about, the morning time, I was like, well, if I want to get anything done, I have to leave the bed because I can't check my email and waste time in here. I can't, you know, catch up yeah. on any kind of notifications I missed overnight. So it became very much, I have to physically get up to do anything on my phone. And once I'm up, oftentimes over the last week, I forgot that my phone was still plugged in in the living room once I got up and moving. When you said that, that you've been keeping it on the living room, In my head, I came up with 25 reasons why I can't not have my phone. Like, well, what if my parents need something? Mm -hmm. What if some, but they don't. (laughs) The only reason that I called that out, that my mind went there, is it kind of strengthens the point I'm trying to make about my mindset needing to be what shifts. If my parents need something, they can come over here. I live 200 yards from them. (laughs) And they have never called me after 8 p.m. in my entire life. They don't call me. I have to call them. (laughs) I'm making excuses to not make these changes and it's just keeping me stagnant. But then I do, okay, it's not, I have this in a week from now. So do I really want to start it now? Because that's just going to throw me off. I can still work on my new routine today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. What change do you think would make the biggest difference for you 
right now if that you had to only choose one i'm not just saying this because i love you and think everything you say is gold i think if i didn't have my phone in my bedroom with me my life would change not really? to be dramatic but i think my entire life would change <laughs> <laughs> i'm on it looking for what workout i'm going to do tomorrow or finding an article about grieving a breakup you know all this crap and then i can't fall asleep yeah. And I can't fall asleep. And I wake up at like three o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, if I fall asleep right now, I'll get two hours and 38 minutes of, yeah, I think that's what I want to do and just see because yeah. my morning is the issue right now. Big time. Big time. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it sounds like that is a great place for you to start then and letting a routine of any kind go for at least a week or so and seeing how this non-phone in the morning system works for you. Okay. I feel so much better. Thank you for that. I didn't know where that was going to go, but I'm glad it didn't go anywhere where I thought it was. I thought it'd be like, I need to eat broccoli three times a week, but that's the way health coaching yeah. sessions typically go. Don't you agree? Where I, people yes. come in with an idea or a goal. And by the time we get talking to them, it's like, oh, damn, that is not at all what I needed mm -hmm. to be focused on. Yeah. So let's shift the focus from me and my problems to me and my problems you and your problems <laughs> yeah last week we talked about getting stretching in i i think and remind me but it was before bed and after waking up you know within i think you said an hour of waking up and there was no time limit it was just what feels right what feels good so i didn't do before bed but um within an hour of waking up with the idea that that would launch me into a perfectly productive day. Um, and how did that go? Well, uh, <laughs> um, so I forgot the first two days. And from that, I learned I should set an alarm to remind myself of this. But again, I wasn't sleeping with my phone in the bedroom. So, so I set an alarm. And then the next few days I did, but I really felt so antsy and restless. And what I learned, at least right now, my body wants to get up and I want to walk hmm. it out, um, both digestively and mentally. It's really good for me to walk right away in the morning and then sit down and start that stretching. And when I say stretching, maybe this is another struggle I had with it because it's very meditative for me, stretching is yoga based. So breath is a part of every movement for me. And that just isn't what I was craving right away in the morning coming out of rest. I didn't feel like I wanted more peace and rest. If that makes sense. I wanted to move my body before I entered that headspace of, okay, let's breathe into this moment and this day ahead of me. And so my experiment with stretching taught me that I don't want to stretch right away in the morning. Yeah. So same as yours. I learned that this isn't what I want right now, but it did get me moving. Like I got a lot of steps over the last week because I was like, nah, instead of stretching, I'm going to walk. And that's the same thing, right? <laughs> so many good things. It's, you know, I think it's so easy to be like, well, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Or you said, I forgot about it the first two days. But think about all the things you know now. So now it's like, okay, I got up and I tried stretching. I didn't like it. But you replaced it with something that is still part of what you were after. 
to get that movement in, to get ready for the day. How are you feeling about continuing to implement the walking or are there other adjustments that you want to make? I love the walking right away in the morning. I have a stand-up desk and I have a treadmill under my desk. So it's so easy for me to hop on and be passively productive, you know, getting rid of the emails that came in overnight that are just complete nonsense. Also, let me back up and say that I am an email insane person. It's like looking at a landscape. It's so beautiful and peaceful in her inbox. That sounds really dirty. I didn't mean it. Her inbox is so beautiful, you guys. But that's such a great way for me to clear out the clutter at the beginning of my day, delete anything that doesn't matter, unsubscribe from whatever lists I happen to be on, why I'm getting spam email, keep that list short. Um, and walk while I'm doing it at a very slow, gentle pace. And then, you know, 30, 45 minutes later, I'm like, all right, well, I already got in a couple miles of walking or at least a mile. And now I feel ready to stretch. So I think I will continue on with that as long as I have the space in my schedule (laughs) to do so. As long as I don't have a job, I should be able to walk in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, that was essentially what I was saying. That's okay. At least you're doing that. I'm laying in bed staring at the ceiling thinking about how I should be walking. You mentioned that you had forgotten about the stretching for the first couple days. Then you did it and you decided, eh, this ain't it. How did you keep yourself motivated slash accountable to switch activities instead of just saying, I don't like this and just going back to what you were doing or eliminating I think it was half and half, half feeling like I know we're going to talk about this on the podcast, so I need to do something. Mm -hmm. So guilt a little bit. We'll call it accountability, but it essentially was (laughs) me guilting myself. And half became, how can I move and feel like I'm doing something? And while that was low level doing things, it was clearing out emails that I didn't want in my inbox at all. I wasn't checking any important emails during this time. I was clearing away the clutter during this time, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Does that answer your question? Half guilt and half really recognizing that my body craved some kind of movement. Yes. And it's inspiring to hear because I haven't been listening to my body. And I think I'm probably part of the majority in that. It's well, I'm 30 and I wake up feeling like I got hit by a bus. So I guess I'll just walk to somewhere else to sit down (laughs) (laughs) instead of recognizing like what you did. Maybe stretching doesn't work, but I know that my body needs something. So what's an alternative I can try? I can still be productive getting my email, my inbox to look like the it should win an award and also get some steps in. Absolutely. And I will say I am a passive, productive person. I don't know if that's because my mind has to be occupied, not on the physical movement. So therefore I'm listening to my body. And then during the movement, I'm ignoring what's happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I don't know that that's a good thing, uh, but it's working right now. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's okay too. It's not like you're focusing on negative things or looking up negative things or listening to the news. It's you're still learning and you're still doing things that have to get done anyway. So you might as well, uh, you might as well have it stack. No, you're absolutely right. I think I'm so focused on mindfulness 
that I have been trying to break out of the habit of multitasking, but there are certain situations where I feel better in multiple aspects if I am doing two things at once, meaning walking and. You mentioned that maybe that is a bad thing. How can you switch it so that you feel like I am multitasking, but in a positive way? I think what that is for me is the yoga background. As a yoga instructor, I really want people to go inward and uh-huh. understand where their bodies are, especially during movement and focus on what feels good and what what is the edge and maybe don't go towards that edge. Um, so that's where that mindset comes from. However, I think you saying that also made me realize the shift here needs to be, I am doing low level early morning things. And while I'm focusing on those, I just happen to be taking steps on a treadmill. So it's not the movement that counts during that time. It's where my brain is focused and I happen to be moving my lower body. So Carrie, we have about five minutes left together. So I'm wondering, are there things that you're Are are you just kind of feeling like I should just continue with what I'm doing? Yes. Thank you for asking that. I will be very upfront and honest. I am leaving for vacation for a week in two days. Um, So to be honest, right now, nothing is my focus apart from that vacation that I've been looking forward to. And then I think when I get back, that is a great question to ask me (laughs) when I'm in post vacation syndrome of again. Well, this has been a great chat and example of how health coaching can really benefit all of us, regardless of where you are with your goals or where you think you should be. It does take somebody else asking you questions to help you identify things. I think both Abby and I just learned from the other person coaching what isn't working and what could be working a little bit better. So hopefully you took something out of this episode that was useful. And if nothing else, you have a little bit of a taste of what health coaching can be if that is something you're interested in. Thank you for that beautiful summary, Carrie. I think uh, we're all going to miss you. And when I say that, I mean, I'm going to cry from the time you leave until (laughs) the time you get back and you call me. While Carrie is gone, you can expect an episode with a registered dietitian, Ellen McAlpin. She's amazing, and I think we'll share a wealth of information for everyone. Please tune into that. I am so excited to hear what you and Ellen talk about. I know she's a big anti all or nothing along with us, so I think this is a real treat, and y'all don't want to miss it. Woohoo! Woohoo! Bye. If you are with us and believing being human is weird, then like, subscribe, share, all of those things that the kids are doing, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanisweird. That's where we're going to be sharing resources, inspiration, and news about our podcast. And we would love to hear from you, so slide right into our DMs with questions, comments, and what you'd like to hear more of. And thank you so much for listening, weirdos. 